Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the End to End Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Young Nguyen. And as my friends, as you know, call me the ninja or prolific ninja, you can call me ninja too. This is the End to End Podcast, the alpha to the omega, the beginning to the end, talking about life, motivation, inspiration, entrepreneurship, success, and offering you morsels in this all-you-can-eat buffet called life. Love being back in the studio. Uh, I hope everyone has had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope, most importantly, you took time in your day and your mind and your soul and your spirit to give yourself or consider what you were grateful for and giving gratitude to all those around you who have helped you, supported you uh, in this universe and beyond. So um, Thanksgiving was wonderful, and you know now in this time of the season of the year, um, we often like to take inventory of our lives. And um, part of that is understanding what went well. Part of that is understanding and most importantly understanding what has not gone well this year so that you can make adjustments into the next year. Now, as you know, I don't like to live based on holidays or cycles of year to year, new year, whenever, where people get motivated and unmotivated and so on. It's just straight motivation all the way throughout the year. But for many of you out there who go based on this annual cycle with New Year's resolutions and so forth, um, now is a good time to take inventory. Uh, But not only of what has happened or what can happen, but also about the people around you and who has helped you and who has not helped you, Um, how they have helped you, or what were the intent of those helping you or not helping you. Also take inventory of circumstances that you've put yourself into um, and analyze those environments, whether it was your fault for being in a good environment or bad, or somebody else put you in that environment, good or bad, or where you just happen to find yourself in those environments, good or bad. Um, inventory is just like uh, replenishment for, for a restaurant. You know, you got to take inventory, get new supplies in. For a manufacturer, you got to get new supplies and see what happened. Um, in order to predict going forward what you need to do and what you need to adjust about your life. Um, One thing I am taking inventory on is um, my health this year. This year was a very focused and specific year for me on health. And as many of you all know, I uh, finished 75 hard early this year, and I emphasize that a lot. Um, Emphasize that a lot with uh, Greg Birch, who was on my podcast, who also did 75 hard. Also um, with Monica Burke, who has also done 75 Hard. It's a very common theme that you will meet people that are successful who have done the program, uh, coincidentally or not. Um, But then I just finished my second round of 75 Hard um, this Friday, which was the Friday after Thanksgiving. So as you can imagine, uh, at our house at least, we had a table full of pies, full of wine, liquor, um, at least I want to say eight pies. And gosh, you, you can imagine the discipline it took to walk by that table, you know, at least 10 times throughout the course of the night and just not, not eating a, a slice or taking a spoon and just, you know, whipping one out. Um, but that was part of the program. So I couldn't really do anything until the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, where, of course, I did have a bite of pie. Uh, felt miserable because my body was so clean, but it was, uh, it was nice to have the flavors of the pumpkin pie in my mouth. But the point is, is that I took a lot of stock in my health this year. Um, I feel I am in the best shape I could possibly be uh, ever I've ever been in my life. Um, in October, if you followed me on Instagram, uh, 
I did what was called Squattober, which was a uh, uh, kind of a workout-themed month sponsored by Sorenex um, that in the end, you, you build up throughout the month of October to do a personal record uh, maximum squat one time. Uh, for those of you who do not work out, a squat is where you lay, you put weights on a barbell, and you just squat one time, low as you can get, back up to get a complete squat. The objective was to get your personal record. And through the month of October, through the help of uh, my training group that we go at 4 a.m. every weekday morning, um, was the strongest I've ever been, even since high school and college. And I played lacrosse in college. Um, it's the strongest I've ever been. Um, November, so Squattober was done. Uh, November, we created a new thing called No Sleeve November, where it was more focused on upper body. And, um, of course, we designed shirts and so on, and we cut the sleeves off, and, you know, the group worked out, and we sold shirts and so on. Um, but, again, have not ever felt as strong as I did in the month of November on the upper body. And we finished um, the month with uh, a personal record PR bench press max. Now, here's the objective of today's podcast, though, is as we take stock of, as we take inventory of how our year's gone, both good and bad. Um, If you listen to my podcast, 22 About Success, you will know my formula for success. And for those of you uh, who didn't, or just as a quick reminder, success is when opportunity meets preparation. But that line of success is not always straight up. There's always ups and downs, and that's part of the reason why you should take inventory of of your life, of your year. Um, But what that means is the downs are when you fail or when you have setbacks, okay? So for me, um, at the end of No Sleeve November, so we're talking about Thanksgiving, 75 hard, Friday was the last day, day 75, Saturday, complete the deal. I'm feeling good. I'm riding high. Peak physical condition. My body's clean. No alcohol. Good diet. Everything. Saturday, Sunday, have a light workout. Go, you know, mostly um, cardio. Monday, we come in prepping for our PR Max bench press on Wednesday. And um, for me, Monday, we, we go 90% max. What we feel is our max. And what happens is that I strain my right pec, my right chest muscle, bad. Like it's, 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 you know, I'm trying to push what would have, why, let me just say this. I already had exceeded my PR, my personal record bench press the week prior. I was that strong. So I'd already established a new personal record. The Monday in preparation for Wednesday's PR, I was pushing it even more, added about 10% more weight and when I lifted the bar off the bench, I felt a, a twinge. In my mind, I was like, oh, shit, man, I think I tore my pec, which for those of you who are out there, I can sympathize or empathize. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means when you're benching, your, your, your pec muscle, part of it attaches to your upper, upper arm, Right? And so what happens is if you strain it too hard, the muscle detaches from the bone in the upper arm. And that's called tearing a pec where the muscles tear. It can also detach from the center, but most of the time it's over here in the weak point over here. And so I felt a a tinge right here. As soon as I pulled that 
push that, pull that bar off the rack. I said, man, if you tear a peck, y'all, you are basically immobilized for a very long time. You basically would not be able to bring your arm in. Okay. Uh, and for those of you listening, this is a, you like pull your elbow into the center line of your body. You would not be able to do that because your, your, your pec muscle is torn off the bone. Um, but <clears throat> thank goodness it was not. So that was my first thought was, damn, I tore my pec. Second thought was, well, let me just see. And fortunately, it was just a sprained strain. Um, however, the setback was not being able to do a PR max max on November 30th, the Wednesday. Okay. The reason I say this is, again, as we're taking inventory or stock of, of how our year has gone or what we want to plan in the future, we have to understand and know that the line of success is never straight. There's always ups and downs and full of failures and setbacks. So we have to condition ourselves on how to deal with setbacks. Okay, how to deal with setbacks. For me, uh, and one way to approach it, and this is my, the way I approach it, and hopefully you can take this into your life, is first off and foremost, I try to get a baseline of how bad it actually is. Okay, the reason you do that is once you establish a baseline for how bad the setback is, for me, now I know that's the floor. So once you know the floor, what can you start doing after that? You can start laying the bricks back on to rebuild. Okay? But if you don't know what the floor of how bad it is is, then that sets you up for further failure. Okay? As you recall in my story, I felt a twinge in my chest and a pain. I thought to myself instantly, oh, tore my pec. So I was mentally and, and spiritually preparing myself for that worst case scenario and and how that would be my floor oh man torn peck so i'm gonna have to deal with it now fortunately my floor was just a sprain instead and now i could deal with that differently the difference would be perhaps with a torn peck surgery with a uh, sprained peck it's just rehab rest and rehab okay so that was my floor to start rebuilding if you're unable to establish your floor, then what happens if you build on a weak floor? It collapses again. Okay, so the first thing to do when you have a setback is establish how bad it is. The, the, the secret to establishing how bad it is is that you have to be willing to accept my, one of my favorite expressions. It is what it is. Okay, you cannot get too wrapped up in your emotions on how bad things are. Once you get into your emotions, then you're, you're unable to think clearly and establish the logic on how to rebuild. So, yeah, shitty things happen. Th worse things can happen than a sprained peck. Yes, I understand that. And emotions do get involved. But the faster you condition yourself to understanding how bad it actually is, the better off you will be in rebounding from that setback to go back to the pathway of success. Okay, so the first thing is establish how bad it is to establish that baseline on which you can start rebuilding. Okay, 
the second part of bouncing back from a step uh, a setback once you've established your baseline then you can start to rebuild but you have to learn to rebuild in a patient manner step by step by step all that work i've done this year first round of 75 hard back in february march april summertime you know focusing on my health the fall doing 75 hard again that was all all that work led me to become the strongest i've ever felt or been in my entire life multiple decades of life now i have to understand that it took that much work to get to where i was before i sprained my chest muscle okay so i'm not going to be able to go right back into it and start going hard and heavy again right it was a very much a um an acceptance of it is what it is when on wednesday max day my peers in my workout group they're throwing up real weight two three hundred pounds bench pressing right and i'm there just not being able to do anything so you have to understand and be patient that the pathway back to success from a setback is going to take time nothing come nothing your your failure can be quick but that rebuild has got to be just as long as it took you to get to the point where you were before the failure or the setback piece by piece and that's where patience is key that's where focus is key that's where discipline is key. Actually, that's where 75 hard helped out because that's a mental endurance and a mental patience um, exercise program or challenge, right? So um, coming back from a setback is going to require that same amount of discipline and that same amount of uh, endurance and patience step by step by step by step. Right now, we did uh, this morning's workout um, we did bench press again as part of a, uh, what we call, which is part of actually December, dead December, where we max out on a deadlift on, uh, New Year's Eve. So part of that program is still maintaining your upper body. So we bench press again and I'm here with the bar and five pounds on each side, <laughs> you know, significantly less of what I was pushing just last week before my, my, uh, chest muscle got sprained okay i know that that rebuild is going to take a long time once you accept that then you understand or you have the patience to just trust the plan and the process to get you back to 100 percent and exceed where you were before okay so again establish the baseline and understand it's going to take time to build back the third thing, and this is one of the, the, I would say this is probably the most important thing, uh, key to getting back to the pathway of success after a setback or failure, is you have to put yourself in an environment, and I mean surround yourself with the right people or the right, uh, uh, when I say environment, it's it's the energy vibe of the, of the, of the environment around you. That is pure positivity, pure positivity. The people you talk to have got to be positive with you. The people you uh, work with brings positivity. 
part of that also is to shield off negativity. Okay, why is that? Because A, that pathway to back to the rehab, let's call it, back to success from a setback or failure is long and enduring. And so if you are hit with negativity, what does that do? Puts you in the wrong frame of mind and it's going to make that last take longer than what would have been. Let's say on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, on a muscle sprain like mine, it's on average, I don't know, a six week path to recovery where I'm not being able to do much at all, but you still have to do something. You still have to work out. Now, if I was in a, in a, um, environment where it was just negativity all the time, I, I may not feel like I want to go work out. So that rehab process may extend eight weeks, 12 weeks, half a year, a whole year, when it could have, should have only taken six weeks. Okay, that negative vibe uh, can discourage you from getting onto the pathway or putting in the work to get back to where you were before the setback happened. Okay, the second part of of being in a, a positive environment is is I think it's a it's a it's a uh, a mindset and outlook thing. If you're surrounded by negativity, your mind starts to wander into a negative area. Man, why did this happen to me? Why did it happen at that time? What did I do wrong? What could have I done differently? All these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Every time you go down those rabbit holes, it, it takes you to a place where you're not motivated or you start questioning so much that you actually get into an analysis paralysis and don't actually do anything. These what ifs, the problem is, is those are things in the past. Rehab and getting back onto the pathway of success deals with handling the future. So if you keep thinking and putting yourself in the past frame of mind, you're never able to focus on the little things you need to do to rebuild into the future. So surrounding yourself with that positive mindset, positive energy, positive people um, is so important after a setback or after a failure. In my instance, I have my family um, who, you know, understood, who know me and understand how to talk to me to keep me in that positive frame of mind. I have my gym mates who are there always encouraging me. You know, they could be uh, uh, teasing me or making fun of me for putting on the little weight, the baby weights while I'm working out um, during my rehab. We're boys like that, so, it's, so I'm okay with it because I know it's a positive sign of love. But in other instances, um, it could have be spun as negative. But my gym mates, they understand, they're encouraging, hey, keep going, do this instead of that. Why don't you try this instead of a different exercise than the ones we do because it takes less pressure off your chest. So that positive environment, positivity, ex actually can accelerate the recovery. So instead of the six weeks, maybe it takes four weeks or three weeks until you're, um, I'm back to normal or, or better than before, right? So that positivity, that self-speak surrounding yourself is so important. So three key steps to rebounding or coming off of failures or setbacks. And, and I want you to focus on these because sometimes, going back to the beginning of the podcast, sometimes when you take inventory about um, your life and what's gone on this year, it's easy, it's easy to get depressed 
because many times we will not have achieved or accomplished the goals we set out to achieve at the beginning of the year. And these are because of setbacks or failures. So as you're taking inventory about this year, and as you identify successes and failures, or why you're not where you want to be, use these three tools to figure out what you need to do to rebound. Have you not established the worst of the baseline yet? Have you not established the baseline yet for which you can start rebuilding? Okay. Have you not been patient about the plan? Have you not put in a plan, much less, on the rebuild? Have you not been patient about it? Have you been trying to push too hard, accelerate it too fast, so where you're making constantly making mistakes instead of solidly putting one brick on top of another? And are you in the right environment, a positive environment, to help you get in the right frame of mind to push yourself back to the pathway of success? So setbacks, the takeaway, setbacks are inevitable. Failures are inevitable. But there are ways to put yourself in in the right uh, position to start to rebuild so that you're better than you were before the setback or the failure happened. And then you're on that. Uh, upward slope of success that you were before it happened. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. End of the year. Inventorize your life. Inventorize what's happened, good and bad. Understand that setbacks and failures happen. And I've given you three key tools you can use in your mind to help put you on that pathway of success. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you found value in this one, please, please share. 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 Just send it. Put on your story. Send it to a friend, a family, or whoever that needs to hear this. Share the podcast, please. That's the only way we're growing our audience. Um, Like, follow, subscribe, end-to-end podcast on all social platforms. If you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, simply email me at askask at the n2npodcast.com. Like, follow, share, share, share. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, For those of you who all have shared my podcast, thank you so much. That is the only way we grow our audience um, without any sponsorship. Thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you again on another episode of the End to End Podcast.